Hello and welcome to episode number 11 of Fabulous and Female with Amy Bateman. I'm Helen Corsi-Cadmore, an award-winning business, mindset and fertility coach and a mum to twin girls. And I'm Jane Mack, a visibility coach, best-selling author and mum to two boys. And our podcast is about having honest conversations with busy, ambitious females by growing your business to create financial freedom, having a better balanced life and avoiding burnout. If you enjoy this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. Hello and welcome to episode number 11 of Fabulous and Female with Amy Bateman. I'm Helen Corsi-Cadmore, an award-winning business, mindset and fertility coach and a mum to twin girls. And I'm Jane Mack, a visibility coach, best-selling author and mum to two boys. And our podcast is about having honest conversations with busy, ambitious females about growing your business to create financial freedom, having a better balanced life and avoiding burnout. If you enjoy this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fabulous and Female. Today I am delighted to be here with the lovely, lovely Amy Bateman. Amy is a speaker, she's an educator, And she's an all-round amazing woman. Amy's got over 20 years experience working with talent attraction and development. Amy is the award-winning founder and CEO of careercake.com, which was successfully acquired by the world-leading e-learning platform Social Talent in June 2022. I don't even know where to continue with this introduction. It just gets bigger and bigger and better. So many awards. (laughs) many accolades and Amy's achievements have also seen her in front of a number of TV shows including BBC One Wales X-Ray, did nine episodes of Recruitment Expert, BBC Three Cash Mob, BBC Two Learning, the list just goes on and one of the other things Amy can add to her fantastic list of achievements is Amy's TED Talk, Judgment, Don't Let It Frighten You has amassed over 75,000 views And if you haven't listened to it, we will definitely get the link up. It is fantastic. Amy has also been quoted in The Independent, The Telegraph, The Observer, The Guardian, the list just goes on. She's also a national ambassador for the Prince's Trust Cymru and regularly supports young people by their career development programme. So just to round that up, Amy, in a nutshell, is a successful entrepreneur, speaker, and globally recognised career coach. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so, so much for being part of this podcast with Jane and I. So welcome, welcome. And I'd also just like to say that Amy has a really, really, really teeny tiny baby. So thank you so much for taking the time out to join us today. Thank you. Yeah, he's downstairs with his daddy. He's seven weeks old. And and I'm obsessed with him. Like I love him, but I'm also really glad to be talking about something other than babies. So thank you for having me. (laughs) Right, we're going to dive straight in. So just going to take it right back to the beginning, really, Eamon. Tell us what inspired you to do what you do. Or to do what okay. you did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I think a lot of people listening, well, everybody hopefully listening will know that we are products of our environment and our environment that's formed in our very early days. I mean, we'd be fools to think about 
you know, that what happened to us when we were children doesn't impact the decisions that we make and the mindsets that we have as adults. So there's that whole saying, give me the child till he's seven, I will give you the man for the rest of his life, that kind of stuff. So my self-awareness now as a 41-year-old woman is through the roof. It certainly wasn't (laughs) back then. But I know now that whole entrepreneurial instinct that I have in me comes from the journey that I've been on. So I had very little self-esteem growing up. I spent the majority of my teenagers in and out of different foster homes. And I actually was the first person to go to university from social services in my county in nine years. So, and for me, I went to university because nobody knew me, nobody could judge me. It was a fresh start, all that kind of stuff. So I had this, um, I suppose I had this sort of desire to you know you don't live the life you're given you live the life you make because I Mm. sure as hell didn't want to live the life I was given and I was like well nobody's coming to rescue me I learned very early on that you've got to look after yourself kind of thing so I had this like wonderful I suppose attitude of you know there are no victims here crack on um there are people that are going through worse than you I think growing up in foster care you experience a lot of other people that are going through a much much worse time than you so I grew up with this feeling of gratitude you know thank goodness I'm me because I'm surrounded by people that you know were really feeling it So I grew up with this feeling of gratitude and I can do whatever I want. Nobody's coming to rescue me. So that's a real sort of gumption that a lot of young people don't have. And I wouldn't have had these feelings and this attitude if I didn't experience the things I experienced. So I actually feel like it's quite a blessing. But the negative was that I had very little Mm -hmm. self-esteem. But then I joined my first job. And for me, a job was just a way to pay the bills. I wanted to buy my own house. That was really important to me. So then nobody could ever move me. I could never come home from school and all my Mm. stuff is in bin bags going, oh, you're moving house today. It was 2003 when anybody could get a mortgage. I think I got a graduate mortgage for like 110% back in the... Have have 100% mortgage. Imagine now. Oh, yeah. I've been out of university. It was a graduate mortgage, 110%. (laughs) So I was like, right, I've got a house. I've got a job. And for me, that's what it was. A job was just somewhere that I could pay the bills so I could have a house. That was what was going on in my mind. That was the logic, right? Mm. But then... I was really good at my job. It was it was in recruitment. It was in sales. And everybody liked me. I, I was very judged growing up. There's a lot of people I grew up with that weren't allowed to hang out with me because I was the care kid. I was yeah, banned from my yeah. local news agents because, you know, she's in foster care, so she must be a thief, you know, all that kind of nonsense. Oh, in a very small, crazy, lot of, isn't it? very small-minded <laughs> village. Yeah, I mean... I get it. The like judgment back. Well, and, and still and still today, you know. The well, people is, alienate and eat um, yeah. things that they don't understand, right? And yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not mad about it. I'm fine about it. But then all of a sudden I was in an environment where everybody liked me. They were judging me from a oh, completely different like perspective. Well, I was good at making the money, Helen. That's what it was. Yeah. Of course they liked me. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, and it was just the most amazing feeling. I remember this feeling of feeling seen, heard and valued, all of these wonderful Mm. feelings and, you know, liking myself all of a sudden and and growing in self-confidence. And all of that came from my job. All of that came because for eight hours a day, I was going somewhere where people saw me, heard me and valued me. And I knew that that if I could do that for other people, Mm. then, you know, it was my calling, right? That was what I was here to do. 
And that's what I've done ever since. Literally, I've finished uni on the Friday, joined recruitment on the Monday, and I've helped people get jobs in, in their career ever since, really. Because it doesn't matter whether you're Mother Teresa or you're a serial killer. We all, in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we all in our core DNA need to feel seen, heard, and valued. Sometimes yeah. by a lot of people, sometimes just by a few. But we mm. all need that in order to be better mums, dads, brothers, sisters, next door neighbours, right? Mm. Like we all need to feel like that. And that that was a game changer for me. And mm. that's ultimately why I do what I do. I love Amazing. Just, yeah. The stories that come yeah. through Elaine obviously can't <laughs> see me now, but I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I can see nodding. you actually. No, yeah, like, I you can, can yeah. the audience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nodding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the inspiration well, blows my mind. And thank you for sharing some of those really detailed accounts from when you were growing yeah. up as well. Well, yeah. we've all been in environments mm-hmm. where you for eight hours a day, like we've like literally hands up everyone, if anyone's listening, you've had a job where you hated it, right? You went to work and you were like, you had to listen to yep. I used to have to listen to Usher pop your collar three times in my car. <laughs> One job. I hated it so much. And I used to listen to, you know, that, that pop. Yeah. What people say bother you. And I used to listen to it like over and over again in my car. Just have the balls to walk into the office in the morning because I hated my life. Like, and you come home and what do you do? You put your phone on silent. You don't phone your best mate who's going through a divorce. You don't take yeah. your granddad to Morrison's because he needs some milk. You know, you've got no energy for anyone. You yeah. just put your phone yeah. on silent. Everyone, every single person deserves for eight hours a day to go somewhere where you matter. Everyone should have I'm not a life coach. I'm not a relationship coach, but I can sure as hell make sure that for eight hours a day, you go somewhere where you matter and then the rest will sort itself out. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing, Amy, because the fact that, you know, what you've come through from such a young age and you've been able to use that and recognise it and be very aware of it and you've kind of molded that into that's what you're going to make sure that other people have that same experience as well, you know, that of how you, to be seen, to be valued and, to, you know, to be heard. Because uh, a lot of people don't always think back to their childhood and mm. think, well, I had that and I wouldn't want that for others. So and don't use that as, as an experience. So I think that's amazing to kind of, I suppose, crafted your career out of yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. And we've all got a journey, right, Jane? Like everyone has yeah. a journey. So when I do a lot of um, coaching with people, whether it's on self-doubt or imposter syndrome, and a lot of people get imposter syndrome and self-doubt, they think it's the same thing when actually it's very different things. Mm-hmm. You know, but the reason that you're experiencing imposter syndrome or self-doubt often comes, I mean, there's lots of reasons why it could be but a lot of it is to do with your emotional and social development. And we have mm. to go back. We have yeah. to go back in order to understand that. And to get over anything, we have yeah. to know what the reason is, right? Like we mm. have to know the cause. Yeah. And, um, and God, that how wonderful to have that uh, beautiful relationship with yourself where you can really understand, yeah. you know, the dis- why you thrive in certain situations, why you die a death in other situations. And that's yeah. all, all about sort of mm. self-awareness and understanding. And I yeah. find it fun. I think it's fun to do to do all of that and to dig deep. Yeah, it's quite fascinating, though, isn't it? As well, when I think it's whenever you talk to somebody or you're coaching them, and you do go deeper, and then they start to realise and go, mm. actually, that that's where it's like the light bulb moment. Yeah. People realise, like, oh my yeah. god, that was it. I never because oh. you in your everyday life, you don't think, well, I'm doing this because of this, and I'm annoyed because of that. But you don't think, well, actually, it was back when I was five, and somebody said to me, <laughs> this, that. you don't. And it's not till you sit down and actually work with somebody and go through that, and yeah. you discover that was the problem. It was that day. It was that person. That mm. was the issue. Um, yeah. And then it's so you can move forward from it. You can, you know, that every time you're triggered, you now know how you can learn how to deal with it and to move yourself yeah. forward. But I think a lot of people don't realize that that was a way back 
in the no. years ago. And I certainly didn't until the last year working with mm. coaches and, you know, doing various self-mastery courses. And so, you know, you, you don't, you don't, you're not brought up to think back into your, no. you know, younger days. It's all yeah, a case of move forward. And, yeah, nobody thinks about it. I, think, no. I don't even think years ago, our parents and all don't even think about the impacts years oh, ago. God, no. Whereas yeah. I'm now so aware of how I speak to my children, what I do, knowing yeah. what I know now, I think, oh my God, have I screwed you up already for the stuff <laughs> I've said for the past or 10 <laughs> years? <laughs> Have I like I wrecked know. your brains already? Yeah, <laughs> but at least now you can you can you know change the words I and the have. way you speak to people. I do. Oh, and okay. I, I find myself coaching my son, my eldest one, when he's you know he's going out the door in the mornings and he's going on about how oh I'll try to have a good day. And I'm like, no, we're not going to try, right? We're going to use positive positive here. And then you know I, I start using coaching language and stuff. For them. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, you know, I better try and undo the, the probably the damage that I might have done over the last thirteen years. So I better try to do something. <laughs> <laughs> I, but yeah, I think I think when you are certainly more aware, you're you become aware with other people as well, oh, which is a big thing. Yeah, definitely. Amy, tell us. Obviously, you've had an amazing journey you've done and you've come through. What would you say your main challenges were during during your 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 career time? Well, I would say my career has been in sort of two stages, really. Um, the, certainly the last 12 years, which was an online learning platform. So just think Netflix, but for career development and job hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started that in my kitchen in 2010 with just a secondhand camera for like I bought for a tenner on eBay and started making YouTube videos helping people get jobs and stuff and bear in mind this is 2010 so nobody was doing anything on YouTube apart from watching cats do stupid things in water (laughs) which I always say is still the best thing to do on YouTube by the way but so it was not it was not this sort of respected e-learning platform that it is now I remember quitting my job because I started making these videos and I got to about 10 million hits in the first year. So I quit my job and, and started building my community. And a lot of people were like, you're quitting your job in recruitment. Because I had what was deemed quite a senior job in Wales. And they were like, you're quitting that to do YouTube. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I've got a plan. I want to help people. And it was just a bit of a joke, really. I know a lot of people laughed at me. Those people, I would like to say, hired me a few years later to launch their businesses' YouTube channels. Of course um, they did. Of course they did. Of course they did. Um, but so I suppose they were commercial challenges, to be honest. So the commercial challenge being I wanted to build a global e-learning platform. And we've talked a little bit about my background, but I certainly don't know people that have many. And I needed many. So how do I raise? I mean, ended up raising three quarters of a million pounds. But for oh, every one cool. pound of venture capital funding, that is invested in a company in the UK, one pound, less than less than one pence is invested in a female founded mm. startup. So the odds are already against you. I mean, it's crazy. So I'd say the, the challenges commercially was funding. Mm. I flew across three continents, raised across two in the end, but pitching and funding is always a startup founder's biggest challenge. But I did it. Um, um but yeah there are a lot of scars there however a lot of stories to be told I remember flying to Silicon Valley once and I was there for three days I was literally there for 72 hours and everybody said no to me and then I got on a plane and came back it was brutal I flew back I landed and then I had to do the keynote at the Welsh Entrepreneur Awards the digital something to do with the Western Mail I can't remember now had to do the keynote that night Mm. and I'd just flown in having been battered for 72 hours Um, and um, yeah hilarious but anyway but I suppose if you have ever had conversations with those people that said no well do you know what 
I'm glad I look back on it now and I'm like thank god they said no yeah, because I think because because I suppose that the biggest if I look at the one of the other challenges was with mindset right like as a founder mm. you can have the best website you can have all of this stuff but if your mindset isn't right then yeah. you're screwed right so Absolutely. my mindset was not right back then mm. so I was I was I hadn't even done research. I was just like, look, if you want to give me money, I'll take it. And that's such a bad, dangerous place to be because nobody gives you money without an agenda. Mm. And I've since learned that. Um, And I'm very lucky with the people whose money I did end up having and the people that were on my board. But there were a lot of people that said no, and thank goodness they did because it would have come with a lot of trouble. And that goes back to my mindset. And in fact, the, the confidence, which I'd love to, your your listeners to, to to ask themselves if your mindset isn't right then you don't make good decisions and what I mean by mm. that is I would have taken money out of desperation and it would have come with problems but not just that it impacts everything it impacts whether or not you push yourself out of your comfort zone it impacts whether you send that email to somebody yeah. um it do you make that phone call it, it, it impact even impacts it even impacts the people that you hire. So do you oh, end up hiring yeah, people that are actually not the right people for the job, but you're just so bloody excited that somebody wants to yeah, quit their job and wants work to, for yeah, you. That's it. Um, yeah. You know, oh my God, they're going to quit that huge job at that company to come and work for your business that you started in your kitchen. Wow, you've got yeah. to say yes. Well, actually, they're not right for you. You're not right for them. And you shouldn't just feel glad that somebody wants, and you know, flattered because you're actually giving them a good opportunity too. Yeah. So I think that... That was probably the biggest challenge I had was, they, they call it the Cinderella syndrome. I'm not, I'm not even going to say it's imposter syndrome, but Cinderella syndrome is I don't deserve this. I don't deserve yeah. these these good things to be happening to me. And I think that getting getting out of my own way, I mean, I've gone on so many coaching courses, so many learned so many strategies to be able to do big, big things in my career and with my company but that's good, right? Because now I've learned yeah. these strategies. I can go on and help other people to do exactly. big things too. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's all learning. And it's a good thing that you said you had those knockbacks because it's like, you you know, you fail fast on those and then you just move on. And, and you- also you can sense an arsehole. So I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course you yes, are. You yeah, can absolutely. I remember going, as a young woman, if if anyone's listening to this and you're a female and you're raising funding, just know that the majority of people that are going to give you money are middle-aged white men. Right. And a lot of middle-aged white In men. In grey suits as well. Yeah, and a lot of them like to say that they're going to give you money just because they want to be seen in a wine bar having a glass of Pinot Grigio yeah. with, a, with, a, with a woman with a nice who woman. potentially, yeah. you know, needs them. Sorry, but yeah, there were a lot of, there were a lot of like, I'm here to stroke your ego. You have no intention of giving me any money. I know you just want to be seen in a bar with, (laughs) with a girl who you think needs you. There were a lot of those, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. And the thing is, you know, it's nice to have a glass of wine sometimes, isn't it? But you know, we don't want to sit with ourselves all night. No, really? And, and equally, that you that you you don't have to suck up to you just because you think I need your money. When actually, yeah. you have no intention of giving me your money. I remember coming home once and um, phoning Lucy, who who works with me, and going, "I need a shower. I feel like I need a shower. I've just sat for an hour with some dude that's not going to give me any God. money." Just, oh. yeah, it's just, this is a lot of, there's a lot of bullshit in that world, yeah. that whole funding yeah. venture Absolutely. capital world. And if, yeah. if you know, you just got to have your wits about you, women. Have your wits yeah. about you. Absolutely. Yeah, and I completely get that. It's 
same when we were trying to get funding for Tiger, you know, it was just no, 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 no. And it was actually one woman that I won't say what bank she was from, but was actually one of the biggest arseholes. And it was a woman. And that's the first time I've come across that. Most of the other men were weren't actually too bad, but it was the one woman mm. that she just said no. I think that <laughs> that comes back to, to something which I think is really important when you're growing a business is just be very, very careful who you listen to. Um, yeah. And it, no, there were a lot of fabulous men by the way my mm. chairman is the best thing professionally to ever happen to me and he's a guy obviously he's fantastic yeah. you know there are a lot of brilliant brilliant men and actually there was one there was one woman in fact there was a group of three of them that were going to invest and they verbally told us they were going to invest um and um and it, it almost turned into a I don't want to use the b word but, you know because it certainly wasn't it wasn't like bullying or anything but it, it, mm. it certainly got very toxic let's put it that way mm. Mm. And I look back and think that none of them had done what I was doing. Um, yeah. And just yeah. because somebody has more money than you doesn't mean that they are wiser than you. A lot of people make money through mm. lots of different ways. They marry money and divorce money. So if somebody's giving you advice and one, they're older than you, that doesn't qualify them to be smarter than you automatically. And two, because they have more money than you and they're rich also doesn't mean that they're smarter than you. Yeah. So just be really aware of that. Like stay open to the lessons because I definitely screwed up quite a lot. And I'm glad mm. I did because I stayed open to the lessons. But be very careful not mm. everyone is qualified. In fact, not everybody is qualified. Very few people are qualified to critique you. Yeah, and I agree with that. And I think that the biggest critique is yourself. You know, you can be your biggest critique, but I think anyone else that doesn't really know you, doesn't really know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. You've got or to the very, market very you're playing wary. in. Like, yeah, if you, like if they made their money 20 years ago in insurance fine but if you're running an ed tech or a med tech company or you're mm. you know you're, you've opened a beauty salon or they had a successful insurance company f- 15 years ago doesn't mean that they know anything about your customer your business so they they're not qualified to critique you just because they've been successful in business doesn't yeah, mean that yeah. they know about your business so what I always say to people is listen to people that have played in your space listen to people that yeah. have talked to people that you want to talk to and it, they don't mm. even need to have won they could have played in your space and died a death because they've got a lot of lessons to, you know, a lot of lessons to teach you. Yeah. But you, yeah. If you're going to critique me, you need to have played in my space. Absolutely. Really, really good point there. Yeah. So looking back, would you have done anything differently? I uh, probably would have started sooner. I think that's probably what I would have done. Yeah, I would have started sooner. Interesting. We've had yeah. a lot of people yeah. say to us, "Some way, yeah. MJ, yeah, about start, 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 start sooner. Yeah, yeah let's mm-hmm. not hang on. Let's think, let's stop playing safe. Just start." Yeah. yeah. So tell us about that. Just mm-hmm. that I think that. Um, yeah, I just I would have. I think. It, and it wasn't even that I thought I was going to fail. It was because I I knew that I wouldn't, and I didn't think I deserved mm. it. I knew it was going to be good. I mean, the amount of times that people have said to me, you'll never build that in Wales. I mean, one of the reasons why I went to America to raise funding, they were like, we, you're in the wrong ecosystem. You can't build that. I always knew that I could. I didn't yeah, doubt yeah. that. Uh, and in fact, in our office, and if you asked Abby or Lucy or any of the guys that worked for me, or even people that were coming in and interviewing for us, we had the date we had the 15th of May, 2021, written on the whiteboard in our office for two no. years. And that was my 40th birthday. And that was the date yeah. that we were going to sell the company. So yeah. bearing in mind that this was written on our whiteboard for, th- I think, three years. So even people coming and interviewing, like, what's Thank that? And I was like, if you're going to come and work for us, 
that's yeah. that's the date that we're selling the company so yeah I, we were so sure and had it as my screensaver on my phone I mean we didn't we I sold did it not know we that. actually sold on the 29th of June 2022 but there was a pandemic yeah. that I didn't know about so I have to say well, absolutely <laughs> and it takes <laughs> yeah. a while right yeah you put the feelers out there yeah yeah really and there awesome. were so many people that laughed at us I've been told that there were people that laughed at us and said that she'd never do it um so I never thought that it wouldn't happen. It was because I thought it, was, it would, but I didn't deserve it. Yeah, yeah. I don't deserve well, success. Again, I don't deserve, now. yeah. Like, who do you, who are you to think that who you can you? have that? Yeah, which is so interesting though, because going back to what, one of the first questions we asked about what inspired you, and you were like, I am actually going to achieve something in my life, yeah. because the upbringing you had, but to still have that in the back yeah. of your mind. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's ever going to go away. Um, it doesn't stop me. Yeah. I don't know if it's ever yeah. going to go away. It doesn't stop me. It's like with imposter syndrome. I always say to people, you can't get rid of it. You just have mm. to learn to make friends with it and deal with yeah. it. And, you know, like it, I've, isn't it? Yeah, like I've got strategy, like putting date on the whiteboard and make, telling everybody and, you know, making sure all my employees knew about it. You know, yeah. that was part of the strategy in order to push myself because, mm. so I don't think that that Cinderella syndrome is going to go away, but I have learned things you know, yeah. I've learned how to handle it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the key things, isn't it? It's how you deal with things moving forward. And like you said, it's, it's, these kind of things are never going to go away. The strategies and things you put in place is mm. what makes you stronger, as they say. Um, yeah. And having people like you in my life, Hal. You know, having, <laughs> having, surrounding myself with, I call them yeah. lighters. So, you know, yeah. people that people that you know will have your back but we'll be honest with you I mean the amount of times that you know you and I've walked around the park and Mm. you know I've been like this is happening and you've just you know the words that come out of your mouth have just sorted me right out and you know surrounding yourself (laughs) with the right people Mm. um, is another is another is something else that I do yeah and and that's what they say isn't it you know your your network is one of the most important things you have not just in business but in your personal life as well and you and you can choose to to have those people in your life and and, you know I feel exactly the same about you it's kind of a bit you know man love now or lady love but it is and I think (laughs) surround yourself with the right people will have such such a difference yeah okay so you've got a seven week old lovely lovely little boy who is just gorgeous oh he is bloody gorgeous he is, he is i know i'm biased gorgeous. but he is yeah no he is he really is but how do you probably not so much right now because you're in the early stages of motherhood but how do you or how have you looked after you there's there's nothing really other than um surround myself with the right people which is what we've just said um I I'm very passionate about professional development so um (laughs) but I also am very aware that you can get a bit too far with that so I remember there was one year where I had four days annual leave um and and I was pushing the business I mean I postponed our honeymoon um I spent the first three days of my honeymoon in my hotel room working because we just closed an investment round (laughs) like there have been times when I've pushed myself Mm -hmm. too far and I had burnout really really bad actually um and I stopped reading anything to do with professional development or personal development for about a year and I just read children's books and um science fiction and uh, crime and stuff like that so um 
your diet is obviously not just what you put in your mouth. So I was really aware and I would only watch comedies. So I stopped yeah. watching anything like I was watching Luther. I would always watch stuff like that, but I would watch like Gavin and Stacey, Family Guy. Yes. You know, I was putting mm. stuff like that. So if I feel like I'm tipping over, mm. then I will be really conscious of what I'm reading, what I'm watching, the music mm. that I'm listening to and the people that I'm surrounding mm. myself with. But equally... They, I mean, that's just been times when, when you're a business owner, you have to do stuff that isn't part of your, I call it part of your flow, like not the yeah. stuff that I enjoy. <laughs> when I'm doing the coaching stuff, when I'm doing the production stuff, when I'm working with my, my, my team, all those kind of things, that's like my biggest joy, really. So working is one of the ways I look after myself because I love my work. I know. But you said there about you you went to a burnout place. Was that because I was, you were yeah, working too much? No, it was because I was working on the wrong stuff. Right. So okay. I could, yeah. I can, so when people tell me that they've got burnout and they're working too much, I'm like, you're not working too much. You're working on the wrong stuff. If you mm. were working on the right mm. stuff, you would feel empowered and energized. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will never build a venture investment backed exit driven company again. I will never, ever do that. Um, Why is that? Because you have to do the stuff that I don't enjoy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, you were there. Um, I've done it. I've ticked that box and, you know, mm. we, we've done something that very few people do and we can pat ourselves on the back and all that. That's kind of, that's, that's kind of wonderful and great, but it didn't, it didn't make me happy. Yeah, yeah. It really didn't make me happy. Yeah. And I will build a business just doing the things that make me happy. Obviously, I have a little boy now, um, but prior to that my work is my mm. biggest joy so if my husband says don't work too much I'm like well I wouldn't tell you not to play tennis you love tennis yeah. so don't tell me not to work because mm. it's the same thing but I'm very careful of only working on stuff that I actually enjoy and just outsourcing the rest or just not even doing it and god yeah outsourcing we we've talked about this quite a bit Jane haven't we but mm. it's spending the time that that you need to spend the time on, you know, and it's it's outsourcing the stuff to other people, that that's their zone of genius. Yep. It's something that really, really brings them joy. So actually spend the time doing the right things or focusing on the things that do bring you joy mm-hmm. that are so important. Yeah, what about, totally. um, you've forgotten two people in your life. My dog. Your dogs. My bubbers. <laughs> Come on. My bubbers. So, um, yeah. So I'm you know obsessed. they bring you loads of joy. Oh, Oscar was is my firstborn. He's my miniature schnauzer. I always say he's my Aww. firstborn. Oscar <laughs> is the love of my life. I will never love anything the way I love Oscar. And I know Aww. that I have a husband and a child, but he is my firstborn. And Sophie is my rescue dog, who is my biggest blessing. So yeah, so working with rescue dogs, as you know, and I during COVID, Jane, I don't know if you know, Helen probably didn't tell you, but we were in lockdown and I decided that I was going to learn how to make scented candles. So I jumped up because if you're at home, right? Like bored, like nothing to do. So I was like, right, I'm going to learn how to make scented candles and, uh, and I'm going to make them in my kitchen. I'm going to sell them and give all the money to the dog's home. And that made me happy. We raised about 1500 quid. Um, thanks for oh, buying well. them, Helen. Oh, she's got one there. Oh, Thank you. I mean, you would, I wouldn't sell them in a shop, but you know, to friends oh, and I family. Love oh, yeah. So, um, and we raised quite a lot of money for, for the dog's home. So that was quite nice. But, um, but being with my dogs is, is yeah is another one of my favorite things yeah. so what would you say now Amy looking back you know break where you've come through including scented candles and lockdown and everything <laughs> <laughs> what, what 
does the future home for you? So what direction are you heading in? So I'm just having some space now. So I'm very aware that to have to have achieved what I've just achieved, I had to be radically focused. So that that didn't allow me to think ever anything past that that acquisition date. Um, mm. So I I still don't know. And Helen will know this because I chat to her all the time going, I don't know what I want to do next. And everybody's like, I don't <laughs> have to know. Time. Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah. the reason the career cake was so successful was because I... I had a real problem that I needed to solve. I could see a problem. It made me sad and I needed to fix it. You know, there was a recession, people were out of work and I knew I could help them get into work and that was my problem I needed to solve. But right now, I don't know what problem I want to solve. There's quite a few problems I can solve, um, but I don't know what I want to solve. And I feel like I won't know until I create a void. I almost need to create Mm. some space and just Mm. see what naturally comes my way because whatever I do I'm I'll go hard like I can't touch things with half a heart like I'm not capable of doing that and whatever it is it's going it's going to be something with people that I love about helping people that really need it so I can either Mm -hmm. stay as a career coach and help people with employee you know employees and help people with you know the employment journey and careers or I can help founders you know, mm. female founders that want to do what I've just done, but I don't yeah. know right now. So I'll I'll that's let you know beauty. next year. Yeah, <laughs> and that that's the beauty of it, though, isn't it? You've got so much experience in mm-hmm. so many different areas, and you mentioned earlier about you not being a life coach. Actually, some of the things you've done in your mm-hmm. life will resonate with so many people, and just hearing your story, mm-hmm. you know, your story is your voice, isn't it? So. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm super excited to see where you go. The only thing I'm going to say to you again is just take this year, okay? You know, just yeah. take this year to yeah. enjoy the yeah. little one. Yeah, they, they yeah. You grow up really quick. And then they you, do. you know, next year's a new year. Um, but I'm super excited to see where you go. And I Thank know you'll be you. just as fantastic Thank as you, you have been. Yeah. And by the sound of it as well, there's so, you've so many options and you already know mm. there's what your options are. It's just deciding whenever what everyone yeah. seems right at the time, whenever yeah. you decide to do something. And I know that, you know, you can't just help everyone. I mean, I'm a marketing graduate. Yeah. I know that... Uh, I know that you need yeah. to pick a niche, right? You need to, you solve one problem for one person. I know all that. I just don't know. So whoever's listening to this, um, <laughs> yes. you might be listening to this in a year's time. Check out my website. I might have made my mind up. I might not have. <laughs> or, or message in and give Amy some tips on uh, what you yeah. think she should do next. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we will see. We will see. Yeah. Wherever my heart is going to take me, we will see. The world Absolutely. is your oyster. Amazing. Definitely. So if there are people listening um, that are starting out, thinking of starting out or even you know, growing a business, what would you say would be your top tip for anybody that's in that position? My best tip for anyone in that position is to, <clears throat> is to get over the fear of being judged mm. and, and work on that. I mean, that was what my TED talk was about. And I genuinely believe that the, the biggest prison that we live in is the fear of what other people will think. So whatever that is, whether that's going for promotion, starting a new job, joining the gym, you know, yeah. quitting that, that university things, course, it? quitting that job, oh. you know, quitting that relationship, yeah. starting that business, speaking up in that meeting. You know, there are so many situations where we are frightened of the fear of being judged. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm not going to talk about it now. Um, but if you want to look at my TED talk, I talk about lots of Please ways that you can get, do. Yeah, oh, you can get over the fear fantastic. of being judged. And lots of mm. thank you, Hells. I appreciate you saying that. Mm. Um, so getting over the fear of being judged so that you can... And I'm not saying so that you can not listen to the haters because you do need to listen to the haters because some some They're of that going to be there aren't they yeah and some of that yeah. you want to listen to it and kind of you know respect it and almost sort of listen to it and act on it you know that's fine but mm. there's a lot of that noise I give you permission to ignore it <laughs> a lot yeah. of that noise ignore that um and especially yeah. in a world now where there will be more eyes on you. So whether that's, you know, mm. doing a podcast, putting a post on LinkedIn, mm. making a video, you know, there are so many people out there that can pass judgment and pass comment on you, but not letting that stand in your way and breaking out yeah. of that prison and mm. becoming almost bulletproof yeah, because yeah. that is what's going to make or break you. Absolutely. Yeah. That's such yeah. a great tip. And like you just said, then giving yourself permission, it is giving yourself permission to rise and actually be mm-hmm. you. Because like I said before, like people relate to you and your story. And absolutely, who cares what anyone else thinks, you know, at the end of the day, exactly. it's you. And you're the most important person in the world. So that's a brilliant tip. So yeah, thank you yeah, very definitely, much. Definitely. And that's it. The biggest, that's one one thing that anybody ever talks about is what, what would they'll say? What, what mm. they yeah, say? yeah, yeah. That's it. And that's what you, you just have to lift, you know, yeah, it's that whole judgment piece and it's huge for people. I, I've actually mm. just downloaded last, I think it was last week, um, the Judgment Detox um, okay. by, uh, oh, what do you call her? Um, oh, famous Jane, lady. We oh, always do famous. this. We always forget oh, people's names. The judgment Detox by... Um, oh my gosh does TED right. talks and everything oh just bear with us while we just google this well, just, that's unbelievable there's a like, yeah that's a quote which is that there's only one way to avoid criticism and that's to say nothing be nothing Gabriella and do nothing yeah. and I'm sure yeah. I'm sure that the people that are you know that are listening to this have worked like me worked too damn hard in my life to be yeah. nothing to say nothing and yeah. to do nothing thank you very much yeah. So if criticism yeah. and critique is part of that, then bring it on. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And yeah, so um, Gabrielle Bernstein, you're right, that's, that's it, the Judgment Detox. love that's her. A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Judgment Detox is her book, and that's, that's all about, obviously that's exactly what it's about. Um, yeah. I don't want to like four or five chapters into it, but I resonate with so much of it, you know, yeah. what, and it, she makes so much sense in it. I just mm. think this, for anyone who's struggling with judgment and that, I would say, get that book and ha- start having mm. a read of it. You know, yeah. it just, you just, just explains it in a way that you just would never think of at all. And actually yeah. makes that sense. So before you start looking at your logo, updating your website, yeah. you know, yeah. who's your never niche, who's your customer, what's yeah, your no. customer persona, you know, all that stuff can wait. Um, yeah. That would it's, be it's my advice. back to you, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah and, and you're right there as well. Looking back to when you recognise the, the triggers or the traumas from when you were younger, and then working out those so you can actually move mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. Brilliant. And somebody that we all know has said to me a million times, who will hear your talents if you're just whispering? And I love mm-hmm. that because I just think oh, that is just... that? Andrea. Oh, <laughs> that, oh Andrea, that is beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful, yeah. isn't it? I really think it's... And it just, I say it all the time to myself and to people I coach, I try and reference that because I don't know where mm-hmm. she got it from in all honesty. She might go off to someone else. Um, 
but it, it sits with the whole fear thing you know and it's like mm. who's gonna hear how amazing that you are yeah. or hear all about your talents if you just sat there whispering nobody so bloody but I suppose it comes back to the what if you don't want people to hear you what if actually yeah. you're too frightened of, that people will hear you because some people might not like what you've got to say? Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I almost there. feel like you yeah. need to almost go one step back from that and deal with yeah. the, getting over the fear of judgment. And then once you're okay with that, then mm. you can, yeah, then you can take that yeah. advice. Yeah. yeah. What's holding you back, isn't it? Isn't the judgment? Yeah. God, mm. we could talk for hours on this. It's such an amazing topic, but also really important and really mm. relevant to female founders, female entrepreneurs, and just females mm. in general. I think, um, you mm. know, as females, we're the ones that don't don't stand up and talk enough or be proud mm. of, of our talents. So, yeah, brilliant, exactly. brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. So, Amy, it just leaves us with our last and favourite question for you, um, which is, as Helen and I always like to talk about food, we must ask every guest, what is your favourite cake? Oh, now you're talking. Jane, I named my business a career cake, okay? So just spell with you then. I remember working with this marketing branding agency saying, you've got to say... People say, why did you call a business career cake? Is it because you have put lots of things and ingredients in your career like you do, you know, with a cake? And then and I was like, nope, I just like cake. Literally, there was no thought behind it. So, no, just like cake. That's literally it. Um, oh, brilliant. So my favorite cake would be whatever cake is in front of me at the time. No, literally. I'm not having that. No, need, no, 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 no. You need to pick one. No, come on. Do I? I need to pick one. Yes. yes. If yes, you had to have a piece of cake, Right now, what would that's you like have? saying me saying to you, "What's your favorite child, Helen?" Like, I don't think I well, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. okay, okay, today okay. I could have chose. Today I'll tell I you. Chose. I had a cake today, so I'll just tell you. What, oh, what cake on, I had today. So today I had a vanilla and blueberry slice. So how about that? That was lovely. Mm. Um, okay, interesting. Nice. I'm not a massive slice fan. No, it was only because I was in a cafe, so they were selling it by the slice. Otherwise, I would have had the whole blooming thing. A red velvet cake is good, though. A red Ooh, velvet cake is good. Yeah, red um, velvet is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love God, that. Just what I mean, that's going to keep me awake at night now. Thanks, yeah. guys. <laughs> you just, you're no just keep thinking about that, Amy. You keep thinking. <laughs> it's really hard, though, isn't it, to have a bit of favorite like, cake? Yeah, but you're talking yeah. to somebody, like I said, that named her business after that I after know. cake, because I love cake. Uh-huh. So somebody went That's some... why I thought you'd have one. No, it's because I like all, all I like all cakes. Somebody <laughs> actually endorsed me on LinkedIn once. You know, like you can endorse people like yeah, yeah. public speaking, cake making. <laughs> and I was just like, and the amount of people that have, I've got, oh, what's your email address? Or oh, careercake.com. Yeah. You know, and then oh, so do you make cakes? I'm like, nope. I just <laughs> no. eat them. I just <laughs> eat them. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, oh Amy, you've been incredible as always. You're Little snippets of, um, what am I trying to say? What's the word here, guys? Little snippets of, help me out. Genius. <laughs> genius. That'll do. The little snippets of genius. Oh, God. To be honest, I've got, like I said, I haven't slept in seven weeks. The fact that I can even oh, string yeah. a sentence together is a bloody miracle. I know. I completely get it. Incredible. So thank you so, so much. And if people yes, are interested you. in hearing more about you, um, we will definitely share your TED talk, but how do people get in touch with you, Aim? 
amybateman.com. So, and and yes. my name is A-I-M-E-E. So yeah. um, I'm not French. My mum's from Barry Island. She was just trying to sound posh. So we're, we're so um so she she spelled it the posh way. A I M double E. Um, yeah. So amybateman.com and I'm yeah and uh, and I'm on all the social media platforms really. Social. Yeah. Amazing. Lovely. Thank you so so much. Um, it's been you, incredible Amy. to have you. Thank you so much. Oh yeah, Thank and let, let's let's catch up soon for a dog walk and um. My favourite place, Barry Island. And uh, maybe uh, go for a nice walk and an ice cream and some cake. And yeah, Yeah, and Jane, it was absolutely lovely to meet you. Yeah, Um, I shall shall love the platforms. Yeah, Jane's all the way in Scotland. Oh, so you can't do a Barry Island meetup with us. (laughs) um, I would love to do a Barry Island meetup. Absolutely love to. Well, find you on Instagram so we can catch up then. But thank you so much, guys. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Thank you. We end every episode with a top tip for you. And today's top tip is difficult roads lead to beautiful destinations. And our leaving message to you is always, remember to do the one thing that makes you feel fabulous. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review.